Hey, what's up, family? It's Coach Josh. Going to officially welcome you out to another Purpose of Singleness course. I know. I know it's been a long time. It's been a few weeks since I did one of these, but I felt pressed in my heart to get this ball rolling again. And so today we're going to be talking about how to raise your standards, how you as a single individual or as a person, period, can raise your standards at the level uh, for you to be able to um, be successful and to steward what God wants you to steward. But as everyone is coming in live, I want to make sure I greet those who are joining me later on or listening later on. I want to say thank you all so much um, for clicking this video and listening to this podcast. I hope it's a blessing to you. If this is your very first time even hearing from me or hearing about me, I pray that after you watch this video, you know, felt the vibe like, man, this guy's all right. I pray you go ahead, not pray, but I, uh, you're open to subscribe and hit that bell and be a part of my community here online. I would love to have you and be a coach and be a resource and tool that God uses to help you grow holistically for God's optimal use and to help you make sense of your life. But everyone who's coming in uh, to me live, oh, no, no, for all those who's been listening for a long time and who's been watching for a long time, those who's been subscribed, um, I just want to say thank you all so much for being a part of my community here online and however that you're connected to me. I hope that these... Ms. Delgar, please pick up part 10. Again, Ms. Delgar. I hope these resources and tools will continue to be a blessing to you. Let's get to the live chat and see who's all here. Wendy, what's going on? Good evening to you, too. Jay Keaton, what's going on? George Falcon, what's going on? Hope you're doing well. Come on in and make sure you go to my website right now. Let me go ahead and pull up right now for you to download today's worksheet, lifework.teachable.com, and right up under, right up under the... um. The purposing on this course, you will be able to find this video, this topic, and there you will be able to download um, today's worksheet. Um, I have a lot of questions that you need to go through just to make sure that your standards are where they need to be. But let's see who else in the chat, <clears throat> and we'll get right into um, our first point here. Now, we have Kimberly in the building. Good to catch you live. We're glad to have you. Thank you so much for being here. Modest D, what's going on? Do me a big favor and share this video. Get out to as many people as possible because I really do believe that the word that God has for me to say today, I think will be a blessing to you. Uh, Denisha Young, that's all. Oh, that's okay. Y'all okay, talking to each other. Brother, you have blessed me for the past three days. Can't get enough. This is for today. God gets the glory. Thank you so much for joining me. I hope it continues to be a blessing. Let's get right into it. How to raise your standards. The main thought for today's lesson is this. There are a lot of things that should be beneath you. Uh, we can stop right there. I can labor on that for a few hours. But there are a lot of things that should be beneath you as a believer in Christ, as the individual that's serving the most high. There's a lot of things if you serve the most high that should be beneath you. My question for you today is how high are your standards? How high or how holy are your standards? I know holy is one of them old you know, sayings, but you'll get what I mean by holy standards in a minute. How high or how holy are your standards? Now, my talking points are these. What are standards, areas that need standards and boundaries, marks of a person with holy standards, and how to raise your standards? Now, let's get to the problem. Too many people have low standards. Their standards are so low that anyone or anything can hop over them. Unfortunate problem when it comes to a lot of people is that a lot of people um, standards are so low that anybody can hop over them. We are believers of the most high. There's about there's many scriptures in the word of God that says we should be thinking on things that are above. We should look to the hills. There's a lot of, uh, of imagery in the word of God that points us to higher places because wherever whatever height you think on is the level by which your life will, will match. And you have to ask yourself, am I a person whose standards are so low that anyone can hop over those fences? The problem, again, it says too many people have low standards. Their standards are so low that anyone or anything can hop over. And let's continue. Now, let's point. Let's talk about some points on standards. Let's first start with a definition. Definitions are very. Look at definition here. Standards is a level of quality or attainment. The definition of a standard is a level of quality or attainment. 
an idea or thing used as a measure, norm or model in comparative evaluations. That's very important that we understand what a standard is. A standard is a level of quality or attainment. Let's stop there. A standard is a quality or a place of attainment. That means the standard of, of, of this um, um, device or the standard of this food, the standard of this restaurant is of quality. And there's also, there's a certain standard or level of quality that we as individuals should attain. So there are certain standards by which different people groups, different industries endeavor to attain. That's what a standard is. Also, a definition of a standard is an idea or thing used as a measure or a norm or a model in comparative evaluations. This is very important. In order for there to be growth, in order for there to be the maximizing of any effort or, or energy, there has to be a standard. There has to be an idea or a thing used as a measure that it says, this is the measure by which we compare. These are the norms by which we should adapt. These are, this is the mode or the model by which we should grow into. And that's important. If we are believers and our model is Christ and the norm is the, is the supernatural by which we should operate in as far as being emboldened by the spirit of God to be used by him, or if he is the measure, the measure means not only is it a, a, a level, but the capacity. <clears throat> There's a capacity or a standard that God's people are supposed to walk in. There's a measure. There, there's there's a there's an ability. There, there should be a distinction. There should be some type of peculiarity about us that when people look at you, even as a single individual, when you even though you may not be in a relationship, you got to measure the standards by which these other couples are are anchored to. It's crazy how we just automatically look at another couple or look at another situation and then we begin to try to measure to see if that's the standard. But only God knows the quality of that relationship. Only God knows the quality of that marriage. Only God knows the quality of that thing <clears throat> that you're comparing or evaluating yourself up against. That's why the only two people that you should be comparing yourself to and evaluating yourself to is who you was yesterday and who Jesus is. Because because when you compare your life vertically, you will always have an opportunity to change. You will always see room for improvement. But if you always compare horizontally, then you'll the measurements change, the standards change, the models change, the norms change. See, if you continue to measure yourself by something created versus measuring yourself based upon the measurement, the norm, the model by which the creator established, then you will find yourself complacent. You'll find yourself average. You'll find yourself lowering your standards to be accepted. But when you accept it by the most high and your identity is, is, is derived from him, then you will always excel to a greater height of, of, of being who you need to be through Christ. And it's essential or it's very important that we understand this. So definition of a standard is a level of quality. There's a quality. There's a level of quality that God wants us to live up to. We can't do it on our own, though. You have to understand that. There's nothing you can do by yourself. <clears throat> you have to allow the Holy Spirit to regenerate you and to renew your mind to a place of living. Now, like I said in many videos, right now, those who are in Christ, by disposition, by position, you are righteous. You are saved. You are sealed. And, and, and you're made righteous. Now, the sanctification process after you have been justified as a son or daughter of God, now the Holy Spirit continues into the second gear of the salvation process and that's sanctification and where he begins to get more access to every area of life. Make sure you check out yesterday's video on how to fellowship with the Holy Spirit and you'll get better understanding. But when the Holy Spirit begins to sanctify you based upon your cooperation and your allowance of him, then what begins to happen is you begin to grow higher and grow uh, up to a level of quality of living. Now your love is of a premium quality. Now your joy is of a premium quality. Your patience is of a premium quality. Now you're matching the standards by which God wants the believer to match. He says, be ye holy for I am holy. There's a standard. And it doesn't mean perfection. It just means that I am an individual only used by God, endeavoring to be developed by God into a person of quality so that when I am seen uh, and, and, I'm, and people are around me, there's a certain level of excellence that, that is gathered from me. 
God wants people to meet equality. Now, let me make sure I make this plain theologically. Christ met the standard. Let me make sure I make that plain. Christ <clears throat> met the standard. It had a God had to die to match a, to meet a God standard. So that's why the second of the Trinity had to come in the form of man. <clears throat> and down across for our sins because only the price that was that was required was only no man not if we not not if we gathered all the people in the world and every generation and from every creed we won't be able to have enough gold silver or whatever to be able to pay the payment it had it required the blood of God in order for God to be appeased in regards to allowing us to have access now Jesus goes up and is ascended he's on the right hand of the father the blood has been placed and, and has been appeased the check has been cleared. Now the Holy Spirit has gotten clearance to op, to to uh, 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 occupy the hearts of those who believe in Jesus, and then from there through the Spirit of Christ, now we're able to understand and grow to a level of quality. Thank God, Jesus met the standard. Now that we are now, since He met the standard through the Holy Spirit, now we can raise our standards and endeavor to go to a place of quality where we're now operating in, in the right norm. It's like the world is the world is not normal. The world is abnormal. The real normal way of life, the, don't, I know you hear a lot of terminology about the new normal. No, let's get back to the original normal. And that's how we were in the Garden of Eden, the dominance, the, the fellowship. And that's through Christ. We now have that ability and that access. But unfortunately, when you compare yourself to other people, the standards are all over the place. In this region, beauty is considered this way. This region, relationships are considered this way. Over here, things are determined this way. But what does God say? And the standards are written in the word of God. And when you understand that, you will say, I'm going to raise my rod up to the level where God is so that I can endeavor to be a person where, of, of, of where I'm not settling for an individual, I'm not selling for anything prematurely. A standard is a level of quality or attainment, an idea or thing used as a measure, norm or model in comparative evaluations. What are you comparing your singleness to? What are you comparing your life to? Do you know how many years people waste making comparisons to, to uh, uh, um, dumb norms and, and not adequate measurements? You know what I'm saying? How many people are doing that? And it's jacking them up mentally. And all of a sudden you're you're measuring your single life to somebody's picture on Instagram. Do you have enough intel information to even to even come to a full calculation of even to even notice if that relationship is really rooted in God or not? So why distract yourself in these uh, unapproved by heaven norms and measurements and, 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 and models for us to compare ourselves to? Now, next point, what governs your life, what you live, oh, another definition is a standard is what governs your life, what you live by, what people expect from you and what you tolerate. That's another definition of standard. A standard is what governs your life. The standards of the word of God is what governs my life. What the word of God says about purity, what the word of God says about stewardship, what the word of God says about identity, what the word of God says about self-esteem, whatever the word of God says about that, that's my standard. That's the standard that governs my life. This is what it rules me, not the world standards about relationships, not the world standards about marriage, not the world standards about purity. What does the word of God say? That's what governs my life. It also says what you live by. Standard is what you live by. Not only does this thing govern my life, it's what I live by. You have to ask yourself, what is governing you and what are you living by? If it ain't matched up in the word of God, then my friend, your standards are low. Let's keep going. That's why it's what people expect from you and what you tolerate. That's another level of standard. Your standards, your standards are always articulated, whether you whether you say a word or not. People know what your standards are by the way you dress, by the way you carry yourself, by what you look at, by what you respond to. A standard is what people expect from you. When people look at you, do they expect excellence or do they expect uh, far less? What do people expect when they see you? How a person responds to the idea of you is the, is the, is the person that you are presenting. We're not talking about haters. We're talking about people, the, uni the, the general senses of, of the people around you that know you. If 95% if of them is saying the same thing, then that's the standard by which you live by. And that's the standard that they recognize. Also, another definition of standard is what you tolerate. 
You should be governed by certain standards to the point to where you don't tolerate certain stuff. If we talking about this and you acting like this, I do not tolerate these different things. I'm not going to allow these different things in my life. But due to a lot of people's low self-esteem and people's poor understanding of how God sees them and how they should view themselves, many people succumb to the pressures of the norms of this world system. And now they rather, due to acceptance, they, they modify their standards so they can feel welcome, so they can feel loved my friend, don't work for acceptance, work from acceptance. There's a difference. When you're working from the acceptance of God, that you know you're accepted by him, that you know that you love by him, that you know that he has his, he has the best intentions for you, man, you won't settle for nothing. You selling for that guy right now? And you know good and why that guy don't got no God in him? You got you selling for that girl and that girl don't even love God? You see her idols are blatant. You see his red flags flopping around uh, around his life and you still going to settle for something that you through common sense know ain't good for you? That's why you got to find out what the word of God says about you and raise your standard. Listen, do you not understand that Hondas come off the parking, comes off the car lot quicker than Bentleys. Don't you know Hondas come off the uh, car lot quicker than Roy's Royces? Don't you know they go off the lot quicker? Because the price is at a price point that more people can access to. So don't count it strange when things take too long or seasons seem so long because you're being built different. See, think cars that are machine made, they made quicker. Cars that are handmade, they take longer. Cars that are handmade, they're waiting on imported parts. They're waiting on parts from Spain. They're working on leather from Texas. They're waiting on different things from different places of the world. Therefore, it takes longer. When you're port and pulled up into the port of God and you allow God um, to work on you and change the parts in you and, 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 and allow the parts to come in to make you who you need to be, then you will understand in time that you're built differently. See, things that are made quicker only built for 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 a certain time frame. But those things that are handmade, made by God, not man, not things made by man, uh, uh, um, organized and, and constructed for a particular point, then you realize, wow, I'm built for a longer period of time. I'd rather for you to be single for three more years to ensure you have a 30, 40, 50 year marriage than to settle for someone in three weeks and be divorced in three years. See, there's principles to this. If you're built to last, you will last. But if you built easy, you will be done easy. If you built easy, you'll be done quickly. That's what you got to think about. And when you understand the principles and the things of God, you will say, wow, <clears throat> the things of God do take longer because the parts are more durable. When you start being built by uh, parts that are cheap, then how will you expect to last? Right. But if you built by parts that are durable, that are made of good material, good ingredients, and you got a man that's got the love of God and the joy of God and is bearing the fruit of the spirit, then you actually and you know that man submitted to God. Don't you think it's easier to submit to a man who submitted to God, but you want to settle for a man who, who's, who thinks he's a God in his own eyes and you expect to be led by the spirit of God through that man? Or you want a woman and you forcing her to submit to you when she feels like she should be over you and be a God over you? Those are uncomp. Those situations are too complicated and, and too much. But most people settle for that because they don't know what the word of God says about the standards they should have. Let's keep going. Next point. Your standards are a reflection of your source of worth. Your standards are a reflection of your source of worth. Whoever or whatever determines your worth will determine the level of your standards. Please understand that, my friends. Please understand it. Your standards are a reflection of your source of work. So your, if money is your source, then your standards will reflect that by any means necessary we get that dollar. If your source of worth is based upon whether the man or the woman thinks about you, then based upon how they feel about you, will determine how you fluctuate. But if your source is God, you unmoved. One of the greatest attributes about God is that he's immutable. 
That means he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's unmoved. He's never changing. This season of coronavirus was known before the foundation of the world. So the believers right now should be should not be moved. It doesn't matter what moves in culture, your standards should not move. I don't care if the virus, I don't care if there's plagues, I don't care if there's poverty, I don't care whatever, your standards are still intact because you are not sustained by this world system. You are sustained by the source of God. Therefore, your standards don't change. Whatever the word of God says about whatever it is that you may be facing. If the world is not on it or the world is changing or the war is, or the world is warring against it, you don't move your standard. You're unmoved because he's unmoved. So your standards are a reflection of your source of worth. If God determines your worth, then you can't be bought. But how many people are exchanging their soul? The Bible says, what profits a man or a woman if they gain the whole world and lose their soul? The word of God continues, says, what will a man exchange for their soul? So much. A devil doesn't have to be present asking for a blood signature for your soul to be sold. People are selling their souls every day because they don't know who their source is. They don't know who God is and people are exchanging their souls on the marketplace and, and gathering things that are far less than their value. There's two things the word of God says will never perish. There's two things ultimately that will never perish. That's the word of God and the human soul. Your soul is too valuable. The devil don't care about money, gold, land. and He cares about how many souls can he pervert and destroy. Whoever, whatever determines your worth will determine the level of standards. If you with God, your standards high. Your standards is where they need to be. And you're not moved, not phased because the world's going to offer you pleasure. The world's going to offer you something quick and easy. But God is going to offer you things that's going to last eternally. Let's keep going. Next point. We must be updated. That is very important. We must be updated. You know how your cell phone, every now and then it has that you need, that your phone has to go through an update. We got to be updated. And that's what the Holy Spirit does. He regenerates us. He updates us. He, a new file has been uploaded. We read, we upload this at 2 a.m. tonight. So stay plugged in. We're going to update you to another level of love, to another level of joy, to another level of patience, to another level of gentleness, another level of kindness. We must be updated. Let's continue. Thank y'all so much for watching. Thank y'all for commenting in the chat. I pray this continue to bless you. Points on standards continue. There's a difference between lowly standards versus holy standards. I put another point here. High standards can be low standards. The source of the standard is not God. Understand that. There's a difference between lowly standards and holy standards. See, when I, that's why I said the word high and holy is together. Um, there are certain people who are high maintenance and they have high standards, but those standards is not what God expects from you. I was uh, um, counseling a person today and they got a C in English and, 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 and they were stressing out over it. I was like, do you know having a C in that class is actually a good thing? <laughs> I, I had that same teaching in high school. So I was like, man, do you understand that a C in that class is pretty good? I'm not saying that you settle for a C. But what I'm saying is it ain't the end of the world. You know what I'm saying? So if you if you if and I, and I told this student, I said, there's a difference between uh, who you are and being good at something versus being perfect. So if you have a perfect complex in your mind and you think everything has to be perfect, then you always going to be hard on yourself because perfection is a never attained uh, position or goal. Only Christ attained perfection. So what I what I told a student was don't get so caught up on perfection. Just give your best. So there are certain standards that we are achieving or putting our lives on that 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 are not holy. But it's different between lowly standards and holy standards. Lowly standards are the standards of this world. Holy standards are the standards of God. Next point. We should only accept common heights. If it ain't up here with God, I ain't accepting it. That's how we should rock. If it, if, it ain't, if, it, if it ain't the God standard, if it doesn't match God, if it doesn't match what God says, we not on it. That's why I wrote in my book, Counterfeit or Counterpart, and I'll show you a graphic. It's now available on Amazon, Counterfeit or Counterpart. I talked about how the Holy Spirit is the best counterpart, and he'll let you know what parts you should accept or not. And I talked about in the book how a counterfeit is anything you try to force fit into your life. That you know is not good for you, but because you don't know how uh, how good God is and that goodness drawing you to repentance within, which draws you to the renewal of your mind, which draws you to be able to recognize things at their real value point. 
then you're going to accept things that don't even supposed to be a part of your life. That's why you should only accept common heights. If it don't match the things of God, then I ain't going to let it latch on to me. Next point. You must be built up before you build out. When it comes to standards, you must be built up before you build out. Most people, they got wide branches, but short roots. Our depth will determine our durability. The deeper our roots will determine when storms come, how long we will last. So you got to allow God to build you up, build yourself up in your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. You got to build yourself up in the things of God. That's why things take too long. Most people get mad at God while they're single. But I'm like, you probably single because you ain't allowing yourself to be built up. Or even if you are built up and, and you and you a brick house, you know what I'm saying? You built you built right. It just not might not be the right time. But, but people are trying to build out and make themselves available, getting on dating sites and making themselves available, making themselves seen, uh, uh, wasting time going to all these different places so they can be seen. They want to be on scene to be seen. Right. But what they fail to realize is God don't need you to match you. God don't need you to make things happen. All you got to do is stay in his presence, stay focused, stay latched on to him, stay rocking with him. And then things happen. I was not looking for my wife when my wife came. She actually came into my Bible study and she came in the middle of my purpose. So what I'm saying is, if you know the person of God, you will know your personality. And when you begin to know yourself, then you will begin to know your person and all the parts that are supposed to be part of your life. But you have to be built up first. There are certain things in you that is not conducive for a marriage. There are certain things potentially in you that is not conducive for whatever it is that you desire from God. So you have to realize, hey, would I date me? Would I marry me? That's a question you got to ask yourself. Would you marry you? Like real talk. Would you marry you? Would you date you? Would you want to live with you? If not, then you got to increase you and increase your value. Would you do business with you? Why would someone invest in your idea and partner with you if you ain't even invested in a good partner of yourself? Let's keep going. Um. Okay, here we go. We got a question here. Aren't we perfect in Christ? I always felt like the world had the wrong idea of perfection. Um. When it comes to perfection, we're, not, we're talking about never sin, never did anything wrong, right? Um, uh, we are positioned in the perfect work of Christ that's perfecting us until we're glorified in our godly bodies when we make it onto the other side. Um, but I think I hope I answered your question. I think I kind of got it and understood it. If not, I'll come back to it. Now, before you partner with anyone or anything, you must already have your policies and procedures intact. Before you partner with anyone or anything, you must already have your no business hire someone without first clearly communicating with them or they don't allow that person to work for them until their policies and procedures are intact and clearly understood. What are your policies and procedures? In my other book, The Purpose of Singleness, that's what sparked this course, this book right here. And it's the book that we're in um, right now. There's a chapter in that book that talks about policies and procedures and the importance of so of such. But so many people, they're just opening themselves up for business, but have no policies and procedures. What are your policies? What are your policies? When this happened, what you do? What are your policies? What are your procedures? If X happened, what are the procedures to ensure that this is either erased or edified or encouraged? What are your policies and procedures? So when something happens, how do you handle it? When something comes against your, your business, comes against your relationship, how, what are your policies and procedures? Policies are those things. This is what we, this is what our buildings, our business is built on. This is what my life is built on. Here are my policies. This is what I believe. This is what I do. This is who I am. Here are my policies. This is what we are about. Your procedures is how you go about sustaining those policies and making sure those policies are not compromised or catch anyone by surprise. So since it's clearly communicated, your procedure shows you this is how we will conduct business. This is how we will conduct customer service. This is how we conduct X, Y, and Z. That's the same thing when it comes to you. What are your policies and procedures when it comes to life? And if you don't have that, you're just swimming in this level of mediocrity and you don't even know where your standards should be. Something to think about. Get that book and check it out.
Let's come on. Let's go to the next one. Areas that need standards. Here are areas that must have standards in them. And I talked about this in another video, but I pray. Uh, oh, I don't forgot what video is in it, but I'll try to get that video out to you all. Now, areas that need standards. Number one, your time. You need standards for your time. What are your policies and procedures when it comes to your time? What is your standards with your time? How can you get mad at someone else using your time unwisely when you don't use your time wisely? How can I get mad at someone for misusing my time when I don't even know the proper use of my time? I tell people you spell time, L-I-F-E. That's how you spell time. You spell time, L-I-F-E. Your life is your time. Your time is your life. These, your time, your present needs standards. If you don't value your time, how can you expect someone else to value your time? When you know the value of your life, you will value your time. When you know your worth, you'll know the worth of your time. When you know your worth, you know how much your time is worth. How much are you worth per hour? Your job doesn't determine how much you're worth per hour. Your work ethic determines how much you're worth an hour. Your, the quality of what you put out determines the worth of your hour. See, for someone to speak to me, for whatever, there's a worth on that time because my time, when, especially when I got married, especially when I got surrounded by family, especially when ministry increased, the value of my time increased. And based upon the leadership of the Holy Spirit, determine the price points about which my time is given to others. But we don't even talk about someone has to pay for your time, but somebody, some people got to pay for your attention. Like, like, like my time is so valuable that you can't, not only are you not getting my time, but you're not even getting my attention because my attention is valuable. Because if you got my attention, something else doesn't have my attention. So you must have standards over your time. Does your time have value to you? Do you have standards over your time that, yo, after eight o'clock, we're not doing this. So at six o'clock, we do this. What is there accountability for every hour of your day? Standard says, in these certain hours, I'm committed to these certain things. And if I'm going to give this block of time to this individual, this block of time to this thing, it must match my standards and it must match the things of God. Next thing, another area that needs standards is your temple. Your temple needs a standard. That means your body. That means your purity. Your purity must have standards. What does the word of God say about purity? What does the word of God say about modesty? What does the word, word of God talk about how you carry yourself? You got to have standards when it comes to your purity. You know what I'm saying? You don't got to show what you got to get what you don't have. There's a certain level of purity. There's a certain level. We're not just talking about uh, a sexual purity or physical purity. We're talking about purity of mind, purity of emotion, purity of heart. You got to have standards when it comes to your temple. Hey, I can't listen to that. People always get hung up about secular music and all this kind of stuff. I'm like, yo, does it glorify God? Does it talk about the things of God? Does it match the God standard? If it doesn't, we don't listen to it. We don't watch it. It's that simple because my temple is where the Holy Spirit lives. And if you clean your house, if you if the most admired person in life to you is coming over today at six o'clock, your house will be spotless. But there is a God inside of you and you got junk everywhere in your heart. You got you got open this and, and bottles of this and this in your life. And the Holy Spirit isn't you letting the Holy Spirit live in a dirty vessel, fam. We got to do better. And that's including me. We got to have standards for our purity. <laughs> we must have standards for our temple and say the Holy Spirit lives here. I'm not going to listen. I'm not going to talk about. I'm not going to entertain anything because I know my soul's a sponge. You know how bad your soul is. Your soul will soak up anything you allow to soak up. But you know what happens when life, when life goes like this and there's pressure on your soul? Whatever you soak in will come out. So what happens when you when you hit your foot against the wall? Whatever you've been soaking in will come out of your mouth. What happens when the storm comes up against your house? Whatever your soul has been soaked in, when pressed, is what comes out. So you got to make sure you have standards and boundaries over your temple. Number three, treasures. Heirs and standards, your, your pearls, your treasures, your money. You know what I'm saying? You got to have standards over there. How you spend your money. If you show me your bank statement, I can show you your God. If you show me your bank statement, I can show you your standards. Is what I'm, I, should, I should say that. You show me your bank statements, I can show you your standards. I'll know where you like to eat. I know like where you like to shop. I know where your standards are based upon your bank statements. Because wherever our money flows shows where our heart goes. You see what I'm saying? So you must have standards. How will I spend my money? 
How will I delegate my money? Am I investing my money in things that will return on the investment? Number four, areas that need standards, your temperament. You need standards over your peace. Let me tell you something. If you even affect my peace by that much, we're done. We either done at that moment or we're done forever. You got to protect your peace, peace of mind, peace of heart. Man, I can labor on peace of mind for 40 days and 40 nights, but I don't got that kind of time. But you must protect your peace. You got to say, hey, I'm not going to allow worry to un- cause me to be in unrest. Do you understand if you're in a place that you're distant from ease, you're in disease, where when you distance yourself from that place of ease, which is the presence of God, you open yourself up for disease. Stress is the number one cause or the number one contributor or the main contributor to all diseases. When a body is stretched beyond its ability and you begin to carry cares that you were never built by the creator to carry, then my friend, man, that's when cancer birth, that's when disease birth, because then when you stress, then you emotionally eat, then you emotionally sleep with other people, you do all these different things, and then you bring Bring unnecessary things onto yourself. So you must always have, you must have areas for your temperament. If you affect my peace, then peace out. Simple as that. Next, number number five, areas in these standards, your trust or your placement. Your feet shouldn't be everywhere, fam. You got to be able to say, hey, I got to have standards over where I place myself. I can trust my wife so I can place myself there. But she's not my ultimate trust. My ultimate trust is in God. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understandings. In all your ways, acknowledge him. He'll make your path straight. That's the beautiful thing about God. He's my ultimate trust. I talked to my students today, my 10th grade Bible class. We broke down uh, uh, Proverbs 3, 5 through 6 by it being pro- uh, December 3rd. We talked about how there's a difference between uh, dependent trust and delegated trust. Dependent trust is my ultimate trust. I ultimately depend on God, period. I don't depend on the check. I don't depend on what's next. I depend on God, right? Then there's delegated trust. Then God will bring people in your life, bring things in your life where you can then delegate trust to, but not your dependent trust. God ain't just going to give you a job so that you can do, well, I'm gonna, now I'm going to take my dependent trust in God and delegate my, and put my whole trust in. No, 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 no. A job can go like that. A person can go like that. But you, when you anchored in God, you may sway, but you, you, you may bend, but you won't break. So where are you placing yourself? Do you have standards about where you put your trust? You don't want to marry a man who's not trustworthy. You don't want to marry a woman that's not trustworthy. You don't want to be in partnership and business with someone that's not trustworthy. You got to make sure you have standards over your trust. Number six, you must have standards over your thoughts or another P word, your perspectives. Do you have standards for the way you think? As a man or woman thinketh in their heart, so are they. The Bible says, think on things that are pure, lovely, just, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Do you have standards for your thoughts? No, we don't think on this. You got to tell your brain, we don't think like this. This is an exercise you do. You get a pen and get a sheet of paper, and I need you to write that thought down. Most people let thoughts swim too much in their heart, and then they conceive something deeply. You can't let that type of sperm, that type of thought swim around your soul because it'll get in there and it'll start producing, and it start producing fruit. What you got to do is put that thought on paper and sift that thing and say, hey, this thought don't line up with the word of God. I had a student do the same thing. She wrote down three or four thoughts that she had. And by the end of the the counseling session, every thought was scratched off because they were proven uh, invalid. They were proven to be vain. And, And she was like, I can't believe I entertained this for days. But when you let it swim in your heart, fam, it will it will it will connect with the ovary of your soul and it will produce a child that you wish you never carried. Areas that need standards are task. Number seven, task. Your task needs standards, policies and procedures. How I go about my task and my work. That means your purpose and progress. Do you have standards when it comes to your purpose? When it comes to the time you give it, when it comes to progress, do you even know by what percentage that you should grow in life? Or do you even know... um, where you really are and how you really measure up. And if you really measure to the standards of the God that you're supposed to. And we're not talking about perfection. We're talking about progression. So what are your policies and procedures? Last point here, you must respect and honor each in order to have success in each. 
You must respect and honor. It's easy to respect to honor these things when you are in reverence to God. When you honor God, the Bible says the fear of God is the beginning of wisdom. The word of God, nowhere in the word of God to say the love of God is the beginning of all wisdom. No, it's the fear of God. It's the beginning of all wisdom. When you reverence him and you recognize him for who he really is, then you will be able to recognize his, his love. I said this in the last two videos. You will not be able to fully understand the love of God until you first understand the holiness of God. And when you realize how holy he is and you, it will make his love towards you even more weighty. You're such a holy God and you're that good to me, a wretch like me. Oh, then that's when... Your heart's ready to receive the gospel of salvation and, and your relationship with God thrives. But when you start allowing your life to tilt over and you begin to be overly consumed with the love of God and you lose sight of his holiness, you won't be able to hold his the holy things improperly. You must respect and honor each in order to have success in each. What are your policies and procedures when it comes to your time? What are your policies and procedures when it comes to your temple? Impurity. What is your policy and procedure when it comes to your treasures or pearls? What is your what are your policy and procedures when it comes to your temperament or peace? What are your policy and procedures when it comes to your trust and where you place yourself? What are your policy and procedures when it comes to your thoughts and your perspective? What are your policy and procedures when it comes to your task, purpose, or progress? Let's go to the next uh, slide. Now, marks of holy standards. Here are marks that you are either striving for or you're operating at a at a place of holy standards where you finally grow and mature. What we're really talking about is maturity. We're not talking about perfection. We're just talking about maturity. A mature person not a perfect person. A mature person is a person that's able to manage where they are. That's it. So we're not talking about perfection. We're talking about maturity. Now, marks of holy standards. Number one, they know who God is. You're not going to be able to hold the things of God until you know, but until you behold him. Until you know him, they know who God is. That's God, fam. God is someone that needs to be reverenced. God is someone that uh, needs to be respected. God is a gracious, loving, merciful uh, uh, God. I know who He is. That's 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 the OG. That's that's the original. You know, I'm gangster. You know, what I'm saying. I'm just joking. But the, he's 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 who he is. The more you know him, the more you begin to understand why the standards are where they are. We're not talking about standards that leads to works. We're not talking about that. We're talking about standards that that are inspired from the work of Christ and the work of the spirit in the person that that compels you that from the inside. See, there's a difference between being um, pulled and compelled. Compelled is renewal, transformation from the inside. I am compelled from the inside to go to the next level. Uh, legalism or self-righteousness or, or 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 just dumbness and sin is where I'm pulled. I don't want to do that and you feel pulled, then you're not ready. We should be people that are compelled. Come pull me, I'm compelled. But that's what happens when you know God well. Number two, they know who they are. When you know who God is, you begin to start knowing who you are. And then you will begin to recognize, yeah, I am a child of God. I don't, I don't, I don't need to date no man like that. I don't need to be with no woman like that. I don't need to be in this situation. I, it, it's not that you're better than that situation. You're just different from that situation. You're not better than anybody. We're not supposed to walk around like, oh, we're too good for you. Oh, no, it's just that I can't because you contaminate it. <laughs> I can't. You, I don't got, I can't be around you because, because, because I love God too much. Marks of holy sinners, they know who God is. They know who they are. The greatest position you will ever hold in life is not husband or wife or entrepreneur or CEO or mother or father or pastor, apostle, uh, uh, a deacon, uh, prophet, evangelist, teacher. Those titles mean nothing outside these two titles. And that's daughter of God and son of God. When you are positioned well in that, you can hold any position well. Next point. They know their worth and purpose. Marks of holy standards. Are you ready to walk in the things of God, man? You know your worth and your purpose. You know your value. So you don't budge. If, if this is what it costs, this is what it costs. I don't give deals. I, you don't give deals. You don't sell. When was the last time you saw a Roy's Royce on sale? When was the last time you saw Gucci or Prada or Louis on a clearance rack? When was the last time you saw a Bentley? If you come down today by four, we're going to take 50%. Nowhere. So why are you trying to make deals from people who ain't healed? 
What people who make deals are people who ain't healed. You don't make no deals. The price is what it is. And if you don't match this price, then we ain't for you. Uh, oh, uh, Wendy says, Whitney, I'm sorry if I said your name wrong. How do you get to know God more? Is it through reading the word of God? Yeah, that's where his attributes are made clear. And I did a video about how to fellowship with the Holy Spirit. Check that out. Uh, I did a video yesterday. Let's keep going. They know their worth and purpose. Next point, they think before they select. People who got holy standards, standards from God, they think before they select. If you don't have time to think, you're preparing yourself to sink. You have to think to avoid sinking. Thinking leads to you not sinking. Think before you select. People have all the standards, they're going to be like, you know what, let me count the cost of this. Let me sit down. If anything pressures you to make a deal, it probably didn't come from heaven. I'm telling you, anything that comes from God comes with peace. Anything that comes from the devil comes with pressure. It comes with pressure and pleasure. Why the things of God comes with peace and promises. Simple as that. Next point. They don't mind saying no. Marks of Holy Spirit, they don't mind saying no, 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 no. I'm sorry. No. No is a very valuable word for me. No, I don't got time. No, no, I don't got a dime for that. I don't got time for that. Okay? As simple as that. They don't mind saying no. That's self-explanatory. Next point. They are focused and fruitful. When you look at a person's life, you should see, is that is that tree barren or is it bearing? Is that tree barren or is it bearing? You can tell if a person is focused, they keep bearing fruit. Their focus, whatever you focus on flourishes. So while you're single right now, focus on the things of God, focus on personal development, focus on your purpose. But the next thing you know, you will see why when people come to your tree, they'll be like, man, this man, this woman got fruit for days. They are focused and fruitful. Next point, they are resilient. They are resilient. They endure. God, however long, fam. I love. See, you got to get lost in God so you can be found. You got to get lost in God because when you are lost in God, you lose track of time. Oh my goodness! When you're lost in God, you lose track of time. When you track time, that means you lost God. Oh. When you keep looking at the time, that means you lost track of the one that's above time. But when you enjoying the one who created time and you find yourself above time, out of time, enjoying the presence of God, you lose track of time. Three years of being single to some of y'all sound crazy. Oh, coach, don't say that. But if you get lost in God, that three years is going to feel like three months. I'm telling you. It goes by fast. Let me tell you, it takes a long time to get to the thing of God, right? What God has for you. But once that thing happens, things accept. I met my wife, and next thing I know, boom, 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 boom. Now, we didn't get married for six or five years knowing each other. But when things started ticking, when it was time to get married, when it was time to get married, ring, dress, building out. Ring, dress, building out. Clothes. Everything was boom, 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 provided for. Boom. Next thing I know, I'm, I'm, I'm married. I'm like, whoa. When it happens, it moves. It may don't snooze because if you snooze when it's time to move, <clears throat> you're going to be you're going to be uh, with with at a loss. Now, last point, marks of holy standards. They, they ex oh, I misspelled word. Please forgive me. They expect to be treated well and will not tolerate less. I don't have to have Gucci and Louis on for you to treat me like I need to be treated. I don't got to have all the name brand and all that stuff. I don't got to. You, no, 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 no. I'm made in the image. Y'all, many people care too much about the image on their garments versus the image in their soul. Are you sealed? So either way, I I'm, I'm, I'm bear the image of God. So I, so when you know you're standing, my listen, if, if listen, I go where I'm celebrating. I want to tolerate it, fam. I, if I, all, all I do is take mental notes. Oh, you don't understand my value? Then we out. Oh, if, if I walk into a restaurant and you treat me like I'm beneath you, I walk in. Turn around, walk out. You not nobody gets my time or a dime if you don't know how fine I am in the things of God. We don't know who I am. We don't know whose I am. And you treat me like I'm beneath you. You're not going to get a dime, and you ain't going to get a piece of my time. Period. So the people got hosted. They expect to be treated well, and when I talk less. So if you're not going to treat me well, then well, I'm out. Let's keep going. Thank y'all for watching. I got to get out of here. I got practice. My nephew. Marks of host standards. They go where they are celebrating, not where they talk. We already talked about that. Why are you looking for validation from people who don't celebrate you? Why are you looking for validation from people who don't value you? 
Tweet that, Instagram that, and tag me. Why are you looking for validation from people who don't value you? I don't care what who they are, what they've done. I don't got time to look for validation from people who don't value me. You go where you celebrate it. And if nobody celebrates you, then you celebrate yourself. You don't go where you tolerate. I guess we'll we'll talk to with this person. I guess we'll be around you. Play up. Man, next point. They are allergic to negativity, anything that does not associate with their level. They, they're allergic. I'm allergic to non-excellence. I'm allergic to stupidity. I'm allergic to lukewarmness. I'm allergic. I I, I really do. I, I, I start having hives spiritually. My spirit man start having hives. When I'm around people like that, my spirit, I start itching. I can't, uh-uh, I got hives. You know what I'm saying? They are allergic to negativity and things that does. I don't got time to be worrying about the negative when I'm already at the right place I need to be. I don't got time. Next point. They are self-starters and have a growth mindset. They have a growth or a benefit mindset. They are self-starters. They don't, they don't need you to be inspired. They got to a place where like, you know what? I know whose I am. I know what I'm about and I'm going to go and get it done. All right. Next point. Let's go to the next slide. How to raise your standards and I'm done. R-A-I-S-E, how to raise your standards to the holy level that God wants us. Number one, R, you have to realize. You have to realize who you are in Christ and allow him to reveal who you are and renew your mind. That's where it begins, my friend. I can give you any other points, but it starts here. You have to realize who you are in Christ. And you have to look up to heaven and say, God, reveal yourself to me. Show me who you are. And then God's going to hit you with such goodness it's going to slap you in the face and you're going to fall on your face and then you're going to repent. And then repentance open through confession of sin then opens you up to found to have the seed within and the Holy Spirit indwell within. And then you start bearing fruit and you start being renewed mentally. And then you begin to see things when you're in the presence of God and you're in the sanctification of God, and you're in the process of God and you mentally tapped in. Because all of us in the presence of God, it's in him that we live, move, and have our being. All of us in his presence, but not all of us are tapped in it. Right now, um, T-Mobile, which I, with my new phone here. <clears throat> oh, y'all see my wife? Oh, I can't. Okay. Oh, anyway, my wife's on the home. What I'm saying, like T-Mobile's network is all around me. But if this phone ain't paid for, it, it's outside the network, even though it's within the network. But because it is the bill is paid, I can now tap in. To the network, the same as with God, because Christ paid the payment. I got unlimited access. But when I start trying to pay for my own righteousness, pay for my own life and do things in my own merit, I'm, I'm like a disconnected phone. All I can do is play some apps, but I can't make no call. I can't get no calls through to the most high. I can't get no calls through because I'm trying to make calls and shots on myself. But when you rely on the payment of God, man, through his son, Jesus, and the blood that was shed and his his resurrection and placing the blood that paid the payment, then, man, you can put your feet to the payment and get things done because you are tapped in. Hey, audit and assess how to raise your standards. You must audit and assess, assess and audit your associations and abolish what's necessary. Assess where your standards are and where they need to be. Simple as that. Assess. Where your standards are and where they need to be. Assess and audit your association. Yo, right now, if you want to raise standards, look at every single thing that's attached to you and ask yourself, why are you here? When you ask that question, you'll find out what your heart really feels. You'll find insecurities. You'll find abandonments. You'll find all these deep emotional wounds that was buried in the basement of your soul. And then when the Holy Spirit reveals that to you, you will actually begin to see where you need to repent, where you need to give it over to God. You're going to cry some tears. You're going to be like, God, I didn't even know I had abandonment issues. God, I didn't know I had issues with rejection. I didn't know that abuse played that much of a role to me. But if you never take time to audit, you won't be able to get off of it. You see what I'm saying? Assess and audit your association and abolish what's necessary. Abolish it. Abolish ain't mean, oh, I'll put you over. No, boop, boop, boop. Done. We abolish it. Annihilate, annihilate it. Assess where your standards are and where they need to be. Just say, okay, here are my standards and here is where I need to be, what the word of God says, and enjoy the process. It's not going to happen overnight. I'm sorry. You've been dealing with this issue for 10 years. It's going to take some time for your mind to be renewed because your mind has been damaged. Your soul has been wounded and you need that time. But time increases or shrinks itself based upon your cooperation and your focus. Ah, an idea. Have a clear idea of your purpose and your why. Why are you here? That's how you raise standards. When you know your purpose, your standards naturally raise. 
friends start falling off, people start dissing themselves, things you start, you be like, wow. But when you got an idea of who you are, people start falling off. S, systems. Implement systems that will support you daily. My principal says something that was powerful. Um, she was like, you're not the sum total of your goals, something like that, but you're the sum total of the systems you fall on. So people got these goals that they're striving for, right? That doesn't determine your, your, your sustainability or your ability. What will support you in life are your systems. Do you have systems that support you daily? What like you got to have accountability systems and structures around you that keep people don't want to be corrected. And that's why people are not where they need to be. The reason why your singleness sucks. The reason why stuff sucks in your life right now, because you don't want you don't want to be corrected. People just don't want to be corrected. And please, if it sounds hard and sounds strong, please forgive me. I'm not trying to make it like that. We need systems and structures. We need stuff. We need people to say, yo, you tripping. That's beneath you. You, you above that. So you got to implement systems and support systems and structures to ensure that you're supported, not when a weak moment comes, that you support it daily. Last but not least, E, you have to elevate. Elevate and engage at that whole level. Elevate. Say, I'm going to intentionally, by the help of the Holy Ghost, elevate. We're elevating. We're elevating. You do not rise to the level of your goals. There we go. There you go. That's the quote she said. You do not rise to the level of your goals. You fall to the level of your system. That's real. It's your systems as you get all that raises you up to the level of your goals. Thank you for that clarification. But you have to elevate and engage the level. No, I'm, 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 I'm only having, I, why, why, why settle to a human level when I can be at the God level? We're not talking about God as, as far as us being gods, but I'm saying we're up there having business decisions with the most high. Why am I going to settle down with y'all and I got a meeting with the most high? That's right. C star seven says, Exactly. Be prepared to walk alone when you have standards and are following God. People will fall off when you begin to understand and you're a fool of who you are. That's easy math. You start making additions into your life. Subtractions are inevitable. I think that's my last slide. How to raise your standards. You have to realize who you are in Christ and allow him to reveal who you are and renew your mind. That's important. You must audit and assess. Assess and audit your association. Abolish what's necessary. Assess where your standards are and where they need to be. Next I, idea, have a clear idea of your purpose and your why. S, you got to have systems, implement systems that will support you daily. Be prepared. Oh, oh, you do not rise to the level of your goals. You fall to the level of your systems. Next E, elevate and engage at the, at the holy level. We only, we, only, we only work at the holy level, fam. My book's available on Amazon. Hope this was a blessing. There's a chapter in my book on policies and procedures. Uh, make sure you check that out. And uh, now make sure you also go to my website, my course website, I think I still got it here. I'm going to post it in the, in the chat right now. This is where you are able to get the worksheet. Let me go ahead and pull the worksheet up real quick. Let me pull the worksheet up real quick. Uh-oh. Right, here we go. So that you all can see the worksheet. And uh, it has all the notes on there. All the notes will be available there. Let me share my screen real quick. So go ahead and go to my website right now. And where are you at? There you go. And go to the website right here. Uh, let me pull up. And then you'll be able to see the worksheet. Uh-oh. So it has all my notes that way I just shared just now. And it has also this worksheet right here that will be able to help you um, process your systems, et cetera, et cetera. So make sure you check that out. Uh, can you answer my question, please? Where you at? Where you at? Let me see. I got time for one or two questions. I got to go. Uh, let me see where you at, uh, uh, Dina. Um, Dina Mike. Let me see. Let me see if I can find your question or repost your question for. Oh, oh, is, oh, you up here. OK, does God. Here we go. Does God send man. OK, does God send a man has all thing points. God is preparing me. However, I don't know if he's listening to these teachings. Does God send a man? Does read, 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 do that question for me. Of course, I want him to know all of these uh, material marsh materials, but sometimes I am scared. I am reading books way too much to prepare. Listen, um, to ask, uh, to answer your question specific, don't worry about because while you're being built, he's being built. 
You see what I'm saying? While you're being built over here, he's being built over there. God is providential. God is sovereign. He knows the right time for you to meet. You'll be surprised what materials that God has him watching. Maybe God has you watching this video and he may be watching this video a month later or he may watch another video. But I know for a fact um, who God put together that no man put asunder, that when he puts y'all together, it's going to be at a time where y'all both are mature enough to manage your mission going forward. Um, yeah, God's going to like, I'm not the only, I'm telling you, I'm not the only one, uh, um, that God will send. God can, God can send anyone to answer anyone. And right now he's sending me to answer you. And I'm sure God has someone around that gentleman that he's already sent to them to answer him and position him so that when y'all are positioned together, y'all can fulfill y'all mission together. Hope to help. But I got to go, y'all. My nephew got practice. Make sure you go to my website, IamUnplugged.com, and there you'll be able to get all my um, resources, tools, books, all that stuff, areas for you to um, get books, card games, courses. Uh, what else we got? Uh, areas for you to give, donate, all that good stuff. All that stuff's on my website. Make sure you go ahead and get that web. Oh, is this the book? No, the other book. The Purpose of Singleness. This book goes along with this course. Um, also got another book called Dating Prep. Another book called Purpose of Freedom about Soul Ties Stronghold. But my latest book that just came out about a month and a half ago is Counterfeiter Counterpart. Check that book out. And I pray that it's a blessing to you. Um, I think that's it. Um, Y'all be blessed. Peace.